0: Hi listeners, welcome back to not just a phase today. My co-host Georgia is the founder and editor of discovered magazine. And we are very honored to be speaking with the biggest name in emotional hardcore anxious is on the show to talk about their new release, little green house, which is set to drop on January 21st, 2022 on run for cover records. And there's limited exclusive variants also available through discovered magazine, and we're going to get into all of that after we play you a track. If you haven't heard this band, plain and simple, you've been fucking up. But we're going to fix that right now, so check this out. through the magic of editing and me. I was was like, do we
1: have to sit for a song? (laughs) No,
0: no, no. Through the magic of editing and me uh, getting over my nerves, uh, we'll get into it. So uh, yeah, Uh, Grady, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for coming on to talk with us. How are you doing today, man?
2: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. I'm good today. Um, I woke up this morning and I couldn't smell anything and I couldn't taste anything. So I thought... I might have uh, COVID or something, but I went and got tested this afternoon. I'm negative, so I guess I'm just dealing with a cold or something right now. So I'm glad to be COVID free.
0: <laughs> That's good news. Uh, Georgie, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, good. I was just going to say on that note, Grady, on that, that recent, uh, the East Coast tour that come back and did, I think someone on the first day in you know, a Wilhelm scream got sick. Everyone panicked that it was COVID and slowly this flu sort of overtook everyone. And I remember going to get a test in the airport and I was fully prepared to not be on a flight home. So I feel like maybe through touring musicians, there's a flu going around that has similar symptoms. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, I think, you know, getting sick and going on tour kind of go hand in hand. Um, the, the past uh, two tours I've done, um, kind of since the world has reopened, I don't whatever you want to call it, I've gotten sick both both times. And both times, pretty pretty nasty. But it, it both times I got tested, and it was just like a cold or a flu sort of thing. So
1: yeah, um, it's probably good that it's happening now and not actually whilst on the shows.
2: <clears throat> yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I'd rather be, I'd rather be sick at home than sick in a van and then playing
0: a show. So
2: this is much much better conditions to be feeling.
0: That good. <laughs> definitely an interesting time to be touring and playing music yeah. that's for sure so for the listeners who might not know your voice could you please state your name and what role it is you play in anxious yeah
2: um so hi my name's grady um and i sing in the band anxious
0: <laughs> very well i might add um <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> did you get a did you get a chance to check us out before agreeing to come on the show
2: um no i i actually haven't i'm, I'm
0: sorry to say that i haven't seriously you just were like yeah i'm down to talk yeah, absolutely. Why oh, wouldn't I awesome. do some? I don't know. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> that's one of the coolest things when someone does come a punk and hardcore background, though, is that it's very collaborative. And I don't know how you both feel, but I definitely find since the pandemic, everyone's like, screw it, let's work together. Like we should collab. We should do I mean, you know, that's how I ended up doing this with Rob today. It was like, Yeah, do you want to jump on this? Yeah, cool, let's go for it. And I think that that's that's cool that you know, someone like yourself, Grady's doing that as well. I uh, think yeah. okay, we probably all have a similar reflex <laughs> I
2: don't know it's it's, it's, it's uh it's always fun to talk about punk and hardcore and all things adjacent re- regardless of whether it pertains to my band or not so I'm always down
0: that's, that's awesome because I start off pretty much every episode like a broken record and I always ask about your origin story I'd love oh. to know how you first got introduced to punk rock and underground music
2: yeah sure um, Hmm. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess there's, um, yeah, I guess. Um, So when I was in middle school, um, like tons of kids in their middle school years, I was um, super obsessed with Blink-182. Um, and that was kind of like this band I had this like blatant like fanaticism for. Like literally they were the only band that mattered. And I had like this weird like, I refused to listen to any other band because that was somehow like not loyal to Blink-182. So I was really, I was really into Blink-182 when I was in middle school. Um, But around um, seventh grade, um, eighth grade, um, I discovered that there was a local record store in my town um, called Johnny's Records. It's still here. Um, And they had a punk and hardcore section. um, And I kind of, discovered a lot of like quintessential punk and hardcore related stuff uh from there actually which I think is is really cool that it I kind of fell into it in this like weird way that probably doesn't happen so so much at this point um but I I remember um in seventh grade um I made um three purchases um one was Minor Threat discography, um, Gorilla Biscuits, um, Start Today, and then the the one that was most important to me was um, the Crew by Seven Seconds. Um, and those those releases kind of put me sonically on like this path into I don't know liking more um, hard and um, more, I don't know, quote-unquote underground stuff. I think Seven Seconds is a a really phenomenal, like, gateway band. Like, if you're into, like, pop punk or, like, I don't know, lighter stuff, just because Kevin's vocals are, like, super light. I mean, he's singing on all those records, but they're still fast and they're aggressive, and so uh, that band was huge. Um, so yeah, so I guess that put, that takes me to like late middle school. Um, and then from there, I just, um, started working my way up through history, um, and realizing like, oh, there's still really awesome stuff that's very relevant going on right now. Um, and, um, my, my first show ever, um, was, um, uh, I guess my first hardcore show. My first punk show was Misfits when I was um, in seventh grade. But nice. um, my, first, my, first, my first hardcore show was, uh, was Bane with Backtrack in New York City when I was 15 um, in a freshman in high school. And kind of ever since then, I've kind of just been totally, um, I don't know. There was, I don't know. It's like a, it was a no turning back um, point. Um, yeah, um, I then started going to, uh, you know, shows in Connecticut and realizing like hardcore is, is not something you just like, you have to travel into New York city for the, like maybe four or five, six shows a year that like happen there. But like, oh, there's something going on in my backyard. And then I started attending shows there and yada, yada, yada. And here I, here I am today at 21.
1: That's quite a big cultural difference I find with, I mean, Rob, I don't know how it maybe is so much in Canada, but I definitely find when talking to US people, and I don't know if it's maybe because the UK geographically (laughs) is the tiniest place ever, but when people, when, if I was to look at Connecticut on a map next to New York, (laughs) I'd be like, it's like traveling the length of our country to go to shows. So, I mean, the dedication of that is is second to none in comparison. I'm like, oh, it's an hour away. Never mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I so I live in um, a town called Darien, which is super super southern Connecticut. Um, so you can actually get uh, a train into New York City, and it's like less than an hour. Um, it's like it's like only 50 minutes into the city. So um, the first first couple shows I would have would have ever gone to would have been shows in the city. Um, would have been like saw so that Bane show, then I saw a Title Fight, then I saw Line of Sight a couple months after that, and then um, I don't know just kind of fell backward into Connecticut stuff
0: so is that how you and the band members all met from shows or how did that happen
2: um yeah so um no (laughs) um anxious start anxious started um when I was I had just turned 15 um and it was actually just kids I knew from my high school and it was two other kids it was um just kids I knew, um, from like middle school and early high school. And it was like, we're all into like guitar, rock music. So let's do a band together. And so it started that. And then, um, from there it's, I mean, anxious has gone through what's seems like a million evolutionary phases. Um, but in its most, um, at its Genesis point, it was not, not kids from shows. It was, um, our original bass player who was in that iteration of the band um, would go to shows a ton with me, but I didn't meet him through attending shows. Um, I met him just through, we had English together. So, But everyone else that's in Anxious now are people okay. that I've met through shows. So. Okay. <laughs> in its most current iteration, yes, it's all people that I've met through attending shows.
1: Awesome. Do you find it, <laughs> what What's interesting about that is and again, Rob, your your everyone's experience is different between age. But like, I was, I was a very different person at fifteen than to maybe who I like am now. I don't oh, know, yeah. just close my age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but on that note, it's like, do you find that had you started anxious now, it'd be very different to them when you started when you're fifteen and had gone to see these bands like Title Fight and Bane that have that more melodic kind of almost like crossover approach from hardcore in comparison to like the when on the biscuits and minor fronts of the world um yeah
2: i mean it's it's very hard uh, be, uh you know the path of anxious is is anything but linear or or like clear and obvious but it's having gone through all of that it's kind of hard to imagine what it could look like if it if it hadn't gone through that process so i think if, if it had started now um I think some things would, would, um, would sonically be different, but assuming I still have that um, like series of experiences um, being younger, it would probably be about the same. Um, I wish, I wish anxious had started about now because our, um, got a pretty spotty track record until about like 2019 of of releases and live performances. So in that extent, yes, I wish it had started more recently.
0: (laughs) Uh, I was actually, I was going to ask about that. Um, Like you guys have done uh, Axe to Grind, you played This Is Hardcore. Uh, Before we get into the new album, which I would love to talk about, obviously that's the whole point of this. But before we get there, I'm curious, what's the next aspirations for you guys? Like, You've already done so much as far as I'm concerned.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, thank you. Um, well, a, a certain amount of those things I would like to go do again and do a lot better. <laughs> um, the act, I would really like to redo, redo the Axe to Grind live performance because that's when it was only three of us. And so that, that, that is um, very hard for me to like listen and um think about the this is hardcore performance it's about the same too that was our first tour ever with one step closer um and it was the last day of it so we were all feeling like
3: Bleh.
2: um so i mean yeah so i would a i would like to go do a lot of those things again um with like in our current form um i I don't know, a lot of our, we're getting to do a lot of the things that we would like to do right now. Um, We just announced um, a full U.S. with Knuckle Puck, which is like a dream tour for us. Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, I mean, I think think that'll be really cool. Um, I mean, I guess one of our biggest goals is wanting to, um, I feel like branching out implies like wanting to leave a scene or something behind so in that extent, no, we don't want to do that. But I think we would def- we definitely enjoy getting to play to different crowds and, 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 you know, people in scenes that have no idea who or what we are. So um, in, in that way, we're getting to do a lot of that. Um, we really want to go to Europe and I think we're going to be able to do that in the new year. So really excited for that. Um, I don't know i want the record to do well i guess that's my biggest aspiration is for kids to like it so i got
0: a feeling it'll do just fine
2: i hope so (laughs) fingers crossed
1: i was gonna i was gonna make a joke about how quickly we've been selling them but then i realized i don't know if that was like (laughs) (laughs) but it's a good sign like i'm not gonna deny that you know sick i'm
2: still i'm still that
1: yeah but it's interesting you know like where you you know you're saying you wanted to redo these things a lot of bands are like we don't regret anything, it's part of our journey, but I feel like that takes away like a tint of honesty. And it's and, and also the branching out thing, you know, there's a, I think that there is a view that sometimes scenes, especially when they ask more like where you have a Connecticut and stuff like that, specifically where, you're, where you are, is when you start getting success, there's the thing of they're leaving the scene behind. But what's been, again, from like other press bits that we've done, you're very much like, okay, we want to grow this. So I feel like branching out, it it kind of takes, and, and again, it's also with, with genre specific as well, you know, the age old argument of what's, what's punk, but, you know, I feel like a, a new approach of branching out and that saying sort of being reappropriated is that it means to bring more back to it. So, yeah. you know, the old thing of, you know, you go off on a journey and you bring something back with you. And I feel like that, that is definitely where maybe branching out is seen differently with smaller scenes and, you know, with more niche genres for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, I mean, I think it's just part of of pumpkin hardcore DNA, like to have like a total aversion to like anything that is like doesn't fit within these like strict parameters of like, no, this is this thing and this thing that you're doing is not this thing. So don't even, you know, don't even try to bring bring that back. But I mean, I think all those things are. You know, those are all net positives, you know, mm-hmm. to go to go, you know, Play some sort of show or some sort of tour, and maybe that turns a kid onto something that they, literally, otherwise would never have experienced. I have a hard time uh, believing that that's that's a negative thing, and and that's not punk or something like that. You know, so I, I don't know. I I have no I have no aversion to it, but you know, I know it's a certain amount of the punk DNA to be like, no.
1: Yeah, this is the bit where you. Ask me and Rob to name three anxious
2: songs, isn't it? Oh, God. No. <laughs> anyway, I would, I would uh, I'd rather die than be that guy.
0: So. <laughs> well, yeah. I did ask for like six songs, I think. We'll see how many we get to play through the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to not be so easily labeled in a box, I find. Uh, <laughs> which I wanted to ask for the new record is this going to be sonically continuing towards like the more melodic route of the singles that you've put out?
2: Um I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, huh, like um I I would say um there's a healthy mix of like the sort of style that's like on never better and stuff like that. It's so um holistically the record is is um the most melodic that we've ever done and I would say um you know the singles are a good representation of like what the whole record sounds like but that said there is um there's plenty of songs on the record that I think have like more of the edge and like I don't know what style of like our like previous stuff so I don't know I think anybody that might be initially turned off by like the singles being a lot more melodic, I think we'll hear the actual record and go, oh no, this, this, has, more, this has more in common um, with, their, with their previous work than like, I might have assumed.
1: I don't know if you guys sort of remember, and I'm not gonna learn again, I'm not disclosing my age at this point, but there was the whole back in the day. I don't want to be like the back in the day person. So let me see you how I'm going to word this for a sec. Right. Okay. I don't know if you used to find with records, maybe a more like pop related genres or indie and stuff like this. I used to find, and what I used to find exciting, you know, I'd get a brand new record and I'd be like, okay, this is the fast song. This is the sad, slow song. This is the big chorus song. And I feel like what's great from having been fortunate enough to listen to little greenhouses you have those moments and I think that's what keeps us on its time because some bands you know they, they do it great it's like 12 mm-hmm. back-to-back tracks on exactly uh, y- you know exactly what you want to hit which is great but I do feel like there, there was that old age old thing that made bands you know like Jimmy Eatworld create people's favorite records and stuff like that you know that great example with them is you know the Chase This Live record you have Sweetness which is the big chorus song mm-hmm. you have I'm having a brain blank here, but like the slowest that like always be is like the saddest, slowest song, and you know, there's there's various aspects. I feel like what Anxious is doing does remind me of those early Jimmy Eat World records where it kind of had a footing in kind of like harder punk stuff, but then wasn't afraid to be like, okay, like we're conveying these different emotions through these various different styles of song.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you, very flattering (laughs) comparison. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think. You know, um, I think every band, when writing, I guess especially a first LP, but any, any record, you know, be it a, a seven inch or or um, or something longer, like an LP or something, I think every band should be thinking about how do you craft like a cohesive narrative and a sort of listening journey um, on the record. And I mean, it's that's 100% what we did when we were writing and demoing um, Little Green House. Is you know how to you know how are you hitting all emotional points and kind of creating this this journey um, for whoever's listening? So yeah, I mean, literally we like this is the big chorus song. This is the cool poppy song. This is the heavy song. This is the sad song. You know, it's trying to trying to hit all emotional points in a cohesive way. I think is is super key.
0: I am way too hyped to hear that <laughs> um, Yeah, great range not, not every band has a range Some do it fine They just stick to their one thing And they're good, no problem But yeah, it's always good to have a, a range As Georgie was saying where, did, where was the album recorded And who did you guys record it with?
2: Uh-huh. So um, we recorded it in Connecticut um, At uh, Silver Bullet Studios In Wellington, Connecticut Which is about an hour north um, From where I live Where we all live um we recorded it with um chris teddy from the world is a beautiful place and i am no longer afraid to die um
1: which is the saddest band name of all time because it it sounds like something forrest gump would come out with it's
2: it's (laughs) yeah it's um it's awesome I, i i i love that band um i mean and i mean how we how we decided to um work with chris is just um you know, while we were kind of shooting the demos around to a couple places, you know, we're, um, you know, a lot of people just kept saying, yeah, working with Chris Teddy would be really cool. Um, and so, um, yeah, we start we, we landed on him because uh, we'd love um, a ton of the work that Silver Bullet and both Chris have done. And uh, especially on those, the world is a beautiful place records. Um, you know he's um he's engineered and like mixed and like mastered like i think a lot a lot of those records um I mean we all love harmlessness um so um you know, just listening to all the work that he had done and also just being a fan a massive fan of him as a musician, we were just super super excited to work with him um I don't know there was something that also felt um like right or full circle about recording it in Connecticut, as opposed to driving somewhere and recording it elsewhere. So it was special to get to record it, you know, kind of at home base.
1: Would you say the record's like a a product of it surrounding them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I would say so. Maybe not specifically Connecticut, but I think lyrically it all pertains to stuff going on in, in my life and, um, our our guitarist dante wrote um wrote the lyrics to um two or three of the songs too so um yeah no i i would say it's it's a it's a product of our surroundings i i'm proud for it to be a a connecticut record um i don't know i think connecticut kind of has a cool probably not realized history of like melodic bands and stuff like that so i don't know it was cool to like see all the hostage calm and like the world is a beautiful place records up on the wall and i like huh like we're recording our record here like that's a that's a cool full circle moment
1: have there been many other like full circle moments you find in your career so far
2: um yeah a few i mean um i mean it's 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 always a cool full circle moment when you're like man this is a band that like I've loved since I was like 14 or 15 or like my early teens and like we're about to go play a show or like go do a tour with them so I mean when we played with Have Heart, that was crazy it was like I can remember being 14 years old walking around at summer camp listening to songs to scream at the sun and like there's Have Heart. that's crazy um and like you know, um, almost everybody, I don't know, almost everybody um, is a massive fan of like Knuckle Puck and stuff and have been since we we're like young kids. So it's also cool, like, wow, we're about to go do like six weeks with that band. That's crazy. Um, Run for Cover is definitely the weirdest, coolest, full circle moment of wow, this has been like the label since I was like, literal young teenager going wow how crazy would it be to be a band on that label to now be like yeah i'm so glad my camera's not on rfc it's a it's a really weird thing
1: no i was just saying i didn't mean to overlap i was just gonna say i'm actually wearing i didn't even realize this the one step closer run for cover (laughs) hoodie. so i was just it's a good thing my camera's probably off because i'd be like well i need to go change now like
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh hell yeah i love that hoodie's dope
0: listeners welcome back to not just a phase we're talking with grady the vocalist of anxious thanks again for coming on the show it's been a blast so far um i wanted to dive into the music videos i would love to i forget what i was going to ask it's a good thing i write these down yeah all right how long did it take you guys to put together the puzzle for the video call from you
2: so that that was, a that was a bit of a, that was a bit of a cursed um, thing. I mean, we spent all afternoon doing it all said and done, I think it was about six hours and throughout the entire time, it was like kind of no big deal. We kind of just like steadily were working through the puzzle and then we got to the roof, which is totally black. Um, and um <laughs> So that became really tough and we were slowly working through that and then we had like a studio space rented out to film it and then like our time ran out. Like the guy was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, like this is all we rented the studio for, like I just don't think we're going to be able to finish it. And we were like, all right, how can we spin this? And we're like, well, like what if we get like frustrated and like don't finish it, so. The three-fourths of the puzzle that we got done took about six hours. For a 500-piece puzzle, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's normal, impressive, or, like, embarrassing. So, <laughs> anxious, not fantastic on, like, one-color puzzles. So,
1: Did you ever get to a point where, like, you were trying <laughs> to cram one piece and it wasn't fitting, thing, and you were just like, screw it, I don't want to be on this band anymore. Did anyone it, have a it, it, about that?
2: <clears throat> Towards the end, it got really tense, actually, because <laughs> it was just everybody... Like, yo, we're not gonna be able to finish this puzzle. No, no, we are gonna be able to finish it. Like it was just like there were a million different attitudes going and everyone was just like getting pissy at each other. It was it was looking back, it was very funny. Um but I think glad...
1: that was the video.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that the behind the scenes um, all the in-band tension over a puzzle.
0: I'm kinda glad you didn't finish it. I think it added like another layer of mystique i don't know how to i don't know how to Thank put you. it but you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Yeah. that's
2: we, we did it we did it for mystique's sake <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't that we couldn't finish it it was just that we had a yeah. really unique vision
0: no it's the metaphor an unfinished puzzle right very yeah 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 so <laughs> when's that going to become a when's that going to become anxious merch because you guys have some of the most unique merchandise like that coloring book or picture book i should say
2: the, yeah the, the picture books the picture books really crazy I think the picture so book cool. is awesome. Um, we've gotten a few we've gotten a few questions uh, like few DMs of people asking if we'd be willing to sell the puzzle. Um, I think our drummer Johnny has it. Um, that's maybe at some point we'll we'll raffle it off or something. But or I don't know RFC makes puzzles. Maybe we'll do an anxious puzzle. Who knows.
1: Cool with the puzzle right you could break it up and then every now and then just slip a piece in a random merch bundle and then it'll encourage people to get keep buying loads of different merch to get all the pieces
2: okay okay yeah yeah kind of get a get a trading market going for people who need certain pieces like there's a
1: reddit thread for it like anxious puzzle pieces
0: that'd be really funny just encouraging chaos with these ideas
1: yeah for
0: sure so how did that how did that idea come about for the uh for the, the, the picture book there. Cause that's that's some of the most unique merchandise I think I've seen in literally years. Um, thank you.
2: Um, so we were kind of, so, so when we wanted to do that we had signed to RFC, um, we knew that we were gonna put out a song with it from the record, but it wasn't gonna be a song from like the quote unquote single cycle um so they're like let's choose something from the b side just a song to go with the announce um and we're like okay we'll do call for me sounds really cool and then kind of that morphed into well what if we did seven inch for it and we're like sure okay but we're we had just done we had just done our our new shape seven inch with triple b not too long beforehand so we're like we're not super excited to like just do a seven inch Like, that just doesn't sound very exciting. We've done, like, it kind of feels like we've played the seven-inch thing out. Like, don't know what we want to do. Um, And we were, like, just thinking of ways that, like, we could, like, make this more interesting. And then um, our friend Brian, who works at Run for Cover, was, like, really weird idea. What if we made it, like, a picture book with a record in the back? And we're, like, wow, that sounds crazy cool. Would love to do that. And it kind of you know, the, for as far as the artwork that we were going for the LP and kind of just the whole art direction of like this whole the little greenhouse stuff was like, let's make it look like a children's book. Like, let's make it, let's make it look like, you know, it belongs on the shelf of like a six year old or something. So it was like, what if we actually make a picture book for it? And so, um, yeah, so we ended up doing it. I actually, I think it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen like, like the old like Disneyland like record books that they used to make and stuff. Like, I don't know. All, all versions. Sorry. I'm at my girlfriend's house right now and there are people kind of coming and going a little bit. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Why no. Why is so, um, sat in a room
1: talking to himself?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking no, over in the right hand corner of the screen, like what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Camera patterns. Yeah. yeah. No, maybe her little brother will come in at some point and join me. um um, yeah no but um yeah it was just kind of synthesis of like a couple cool thoughts for like oh what if it was a picture book well it'd be kind of like those old like record books that you could get a long time ago and it, it kind of just morphed into this cool thing and um yeah yeah it's i don't even know if they've shipped yet it's been a super strenuous process to get them together and I feel bad for everyone at RFC who's, like, having to think really hard about it, Um, but it's, I mean, there's already so many vinyl delays and, like, supply chain delays, but I think they're finally starting to ship out.
1: Yeah, I mean, is there anything that you feel like is maybe not off bounds to do merchandise-wise? Because I feel like everyone's getting mad creative. I feel like there was a lot of bands that did (laughs) masks last year. That was a big one. I'd like to see maybe some like croc widgets done. I think that might be my next one.
2: <laughs> RFC does croc, does croc giblets and stuff. Yeah. Which... I don't
1: know why I call it widgets, but yeah, giblets.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what um, Yeah, I don't. I don't know. My, I guess. It might be a bit of a debilitating attitude towards merch but I don't really like making any merch that I don't wouldn't wear personally mm-hmm. um, and I don't know I think as far as like merch goes like I wouldn't think I would wear like if it wasn't a t-shirt or a sweatshirt I'm not sure if I'd wear it so like some bands have gotten crazy and I think anxious has done like a lot of like cool weird stuff we it's funny um, it's funny, Robert. You said um, a coloring book. We actually have done like an activity sheet before that we gave out with crayons. So we've done something like that. Um, any other weird, like any weird things we've done? We've done like a newsletter before that we'd like send stickers out and stuff with. But that's not really. It's not really weird. I don't know. It's I don't know what like our it's next,
0: Definitely unique. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't
2: know. I don't know what our our next thing that we'll do i mean i don't know if it stays along the lines of like books and stuff i don't know we're saying an anxious pop-up book that would be cool
0: that would be. Cool,
2: i yeah. feel like that would be insanely hard to put together but uh mm-hmm.
1: But the storyline should be about like the same way like little things are done and it's it's all of you being frustrated at a missing puzzle piece.
2: <laughs> there you go. There's the narrative right there. That would be How cool. Happy to
1: ghostwrite this book of ever uh, you know, you oh need god. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: uh, I want to get back to the music videos. I think it's maybe mm-hmm. five, six days ago. Uh, you just released a new music video and you are all looking old timey and very snazzy. How did that idea come about?
2: Um, Yeah. So uh, that was the second video we did with um, Chris Tharp. Um, and he did the first one for in April. Um, and kind of the, 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 with both of those music videos, the line we wanted to walk was fantastical and lighthearted and like creative, but like not erring on the side of like, s- like goofy and like just like
0: i thought it was awesome whatever. i thought
2: it yeah. was awesome yeah 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 um so so we kind of did that um that first video which is kind of like stand by me goonies adventure vibe and then we were all kind of scratching our heads about growing up song and um we're like well what if we like what if we were all really old? Like, what if we were all like a bunch? It initially started as like, what if we were all a bunch of like different ages? Like, what if like one of us was like a child, one of us was an old man, one of us was like the age that we are, and then it kind of morphed into what if we just all were like really old? That would be funny. So um, it just ended up kind of turning into that. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was it? Was, that was super fun to film. Um, kind of like tedious with all the makeup and stuff but yeah it was, was gonna it was really fun to do
0: i was gonna mention I, I assume that took like i mean at least an hour to put your faces on to I yeah
2: so i mean how it works is we shot all the young shots where like we're the age we are now like the day before and then the next day we got up at 6 a.m and like our friends sabina and megan did um all the makeup on us and then we did that shoot the entire day just with all the makeup on and then they they were with us and occasionally like touching us up and stuff so um uh, i think it i mean it was it was like an hour or two to get all of us like totally done um
1: i hope after that experience you never rush your girlfriend to do her makeup ever again <laughs> i'm really happy like i get so stoked when i hear about guys going through the lengthy process of putting on makeup so like you can never rush us again now, now no 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 i,
2: I i mean uh I've, I've never I've never been one to to yell at my girlfriend to hurry it up but i mean i I definitely have a newfound appreciation and understanding for it because that it takes a long time
1: so is it is it interesting in a sense that if you watch the video backwards it's kind of like a Benjamin button vibe going on
2: that we were, that's funny that you say that because we were actually thinking about like, oh, what if we like, what if there's like some Benjamin Button thing involved, but that ended up yet be, being, being too hard to, uh, to pull off in a three minute narrative. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no. is, is there going to be a, I guess that might be the last single before the LP drops. There's one more. There is one more.
2: There's one yeah. more. Do so we have come uh, out like it comes out like v- very beginning of January. That's
0: exciting. Do we yeah, have any yeah. other surprises coming on the album? Perhaps some guest vocal features?
2: Yeah. 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 Um, um, got um, Mr. Mr. Pat Flynn, uh, hops on, uh, hops on a track. The next single that's coming out is, um, he sings a part on it. Um, <clears throat> um, our, our, one of our friends, Stella, um, sings the last song on the record. Um, I think, I think that's really cool that the last song on the record is the song that I like the most on the entire um, LP and she sings it. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's any, no, I think it's just that too. Uh, we got Pat singing a, uh, a bit of a song and then Stella sings a whole song. So,
0: So if you could do a guest vocal feature for any band, who would it be and why? For any band, any band. And, even. Let's
1: make it more interesting. It can't be within your genre. I like
3: oh that. fuck! I like
1: uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still pissed about the makeup thing. That's what it is. <laughs> okay.
2: Um. If it, okay.
0: If it couldn't, doesn't have to be realistic either. The band could be inactive, defunct, whatever. <laughs> I might. Um.
2: I guess. I'll, I, maybe I'll give a give a couple answers um i'll start i'll start with in the genre because that that's easier um, um i guess if 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 um if i could guess vocal on one band like, within our genre um i really love bands like sam i am and far side so it would have been really cool to do guest vocals on uh on one i don't know to travel back in time and do a guest spot on um one of those band's records. Um, more recently, I got to do um, a guest uh, a guest vocal on the new praise record and that was like I don't know if you want to talk about full circle moments. that was a really cool full circle moment just because I've loved that band for forever. So it was really cool to get to do that. If I was going outside um, our genre, I don't know if I'd have the chops for it, but I love like a lot of like Everly brothers and stuff like that. So it'd be really cool to do some like be on track with, with those guys. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be like really ridiculous to like be on like a Wiccaface song or something like that, like a goth boy click sort of thing. So <laughs> that would be like to do some real like GBC shit would be really funny. too. Are you into that? Wiccaface
0: Yeah. Oh dude, he's,
2: it's awesome. Okay. literally so it's literally adam took us out like on our like second tour ever and like our first shows back this summer were we with adam so i'm like a huge Wicked phase fan i love a lot of the goth boy click and like misery club stuff so that would that honestly would be really cool i don't know if i if i'm well suited for it at all but i <laughs> like that stuff a lot so it would be cool
0: <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh that they took you out on some shows and shows are back, and mm-hmm. you guys just got off a tour with Koyo. Uh, mm-hmm. How was how was the tour and the reception of the crowds? Because from everything I've seen online, it looked fucking unreal.
2: Mm-hmm. It was it was really cool. Um, we had a, um, I don't know if anxiety is uh, the right word, um, but certain amount of just like we weren't exactly sure how um, it was going to go going into the tour because it's. Um, we just hadn't really gone out in like a serious way and just done shows like on our own um, for like a long time. Kind of the last thing we really did like that was um, our tour with One Step Closer in 2019. So um, it had been it had been a minute, um, but it, the shows were awesome. Like it, it exceeded all expectations. Um, you know, next to no disappointing shows. Um, California was awesome. California was so fucking cool. Um, I'm trying to think what the best shows were. I was going to say, is there a um, standout
0: moment you had on tour? the
2: two, um, The two standout shows were program in Anaheim, and then our show at um, Braind- uh at our friends and Braindead put it on um, Genghis Cohen. Um, those shows were both really cool. Um, so the yeah, those those were cool um i don't know stand standout moments i don't know i love the drive from like texas out to california it's like really desolate and pretty so like i always like when we do that drive i'm always like trying to make a point to like really soak it in so that moment stand, st- stood out um i don't know the coyote dudes were the coyote dudes are awesome i love that band i love I love those people so it was it was great just getting to kick it with them like every single day um so that stood out too
0: are you guys uh you got some shows booked for the near future going back on tour
1: and hopefully coming
0: to canada yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Actually, um, nice
2: yeah um we're gonna do a, um we hop back on the road in very early february um and we're on the road with knuckle puck hot mulligan and Mimi at the altar um and let me see i don't know where in canada
0: yeah i saw the announcement i haven't checked all the dates yet um let
2: me let me look really quick i know we go to canada we go to we play we play vancouver and we play toronto
0: so you guys are doing shows coming back uh doing another tour Mm -hmm. what band haven't you played with yet that you'd love to share a stage with Hmm. went for a
1: curveball this time what'd you say i <laughs> went for a curveball this time be like i have to be outside of your genre oh
0: yeah
1: uh <laughs> evelyn brothers <laughs> it
0: can be unrealistic obviously like if there's some dream band you wanted to share a stage yeah. with
2: um hmm. i don't know what bands we haven't shared um a stage with yet that we would like to um Uh yeah um I think it would be su- it would be super fun to go out um with like obviously like a band like Turnstile that would be super cool um, um I guess there's a there's a ton of like Run for cover bands that I think would be super fun to go out with I've been loving the new Camp Cope song. A lot, so it would be really fun to get to go out with a band like that. Um, I don't know, ba- uh, bands like within our wheelhouse, but like maybe are like a little bit outside. Like a band like Movements would be super cool to play with. Um, I'm just trying to think of like bands like we haven't done anything with. Yeah, I guess a, a short list would be would be those bands. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the new year. New Year brings. I'm hoping hoping to play a bunch of shows with people that we've never played with before.
0: If you could get one band to reunite, who would it be and why? One man to reunite, who would it be and why? Um hmm. curveball is they all have to be dead. Um that's
1: like a mundane ten.
0: <laughs> I guess too dark. Um, too dark.
2: I'll get, gi- I'll get, gi- I'll give three. Um, <clears throat> I would love, I would love to see a far side reunion, um, with both, with both vocalists, um, just because I would love to see that band in that band performing, um, uh, all their material. Um, I would, I would love to see Tom DeLong return to Blink-182. So I would, I would love to see Blink-182, um, uh, as I enjoy it and who, ah, who is my, Oh, um, I would love to see. um I don't think, I don't think it would ever happen, but I would love to see a wide awake reunion just for the the Connecticut inside of me. I would love, I would love, I would love to see a, a wide awake show. Uh, I don't know what it would be like in 2022, but for me personally, I would enjoy getting to see it. So yeah.
1: how how do you feel it's been returning to live music because I know that as much as like everyone's going to say yeah it's been amazing it's great and it is amazing um am I the only one that maybe feel feel it still feels kind of weird like normally for example I'm really on it with like oh this show's coming up but this shows I'm like oh well damn that's okay you know
2: it's um yeah no it's it's super weird it's super weird and like life and like lifestyle stuff is totally redefined after you know literally like two years of just staying at home and like doing nothing so um yeah show shows um shows to me don't feel so weird I so I don't shows themselves don't feel weird like the experience doesn't feel that much like compromised or altered to me. I think the bigger stuff that I notice is like, Oh man, like, I don't know if I like touring as much just because when you spend two years at home, you're like, I'm just kind of like, I enjoy my time alone in my home space uninterrupted a lot more than um, I used to. And I feel like, um, that stuff feels a lot more important than, um, it ever did before. So, um, I think stuff does feel weird and it feels weird in a couple ways, both personally with touring and shows are definitely, a, you know, it's having vaccinations and stuff that's probably deters a certain amount of people. So in that way, it feels maybe, um, a little bit different, but yeah, it's a little bit different in a couple of different forums and stuff
1: do you find as well though that like it's opening up more opportunities that maybe weren't there before because I feel like now you know I, I literally just saw um someone, someone from Drain posted for example he was, at a, he was at a show and I think it was like only like a bunch of like 14 year old kids that were playing or something like this and it's like, not safe so, you know to discredit anyone to their age and it, it had a packed out room and I was like that's kind of crazy that had that show he'd like gone to it and posted a video maybe pre-pandemic it would have been like a handful of those people
3: mm-hmm. so I feel like
1: there is kind of it is shows definitely feel I think you know we were talking about this before we hit record on this podcast people are going off because they don't know it's you know I think there is that thing of like is this the last show we might see in a while because unfortunately the variants keep coming about meets the pent it up energy if you will like oh I've not been at a show in forever so like for you guys yeah. as a musician have you seen that change from maybe like shows you were pre-pandemic to like now
2: yeah I mean I I think there's a lot of energy right now and I think um it's weird because I think there's also like the most young kids at shows that like I've seen in a really long time and I don't know what to attribute that to I don't know if it's um kids discovering hardcore in the internet and like being like wow I, I have no idea what this is and like I I can't experience it for 18 months or something. Well, now that I can, I'm going to, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to be at every single show and going off and be insane. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think it's, I think, I think it's, you know, when you take anything away from anybody for a long time, when it comes back, like people are like, I need to, need to be here and latch on to this. So yeah, I, I, that is, that is a good observation that I think, there's the most energy here that there has been in a long time, whether it's for a massive band or even something more local.
3: Feel my tears wiped away from my heart's face See you undo the stresses of the day.
0: not just a phase yes we are allowed to swear we are talking with grady from anxious and my host today is georgia who is the editor and founder of discovered magazine and we are having fun i think i am yeah having a good time yeah. <laughs> i would say that i'm
2: having fun good. a lot of it i'm, I'm
1: not enthusiastic i'm having fun i've ever heard
2: <laughs> i I'm, I'm i'm sorry that i'm not enthusiastic you know, it's me being sick. That's what you're not. I'm, I'm right.
0: right now. That's what you're in. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so um, I was curious, what have you been listening to a lot of lately? What's playing on, what's on rotation <laughs> or, or on your headphones or on your record player?
2: Yeah. Um, what have I been listening to a lot? <clears throat> um, I think I said it earlier. I've been loving the new Camp Cope single. Um from Run for Cover. That's I just think that band's fantastic. Just can't get enough of that. Um I've been listening to um a lot. One of um like just playing in the Van Staples um a couple of years back was this band called Iris and they had this cool LP called um what was it? It's called Slowly Forever. Um but Are you
0: kidding? Got- I just did them last week. That's my buddy's band. They changed their name to Blissfields. Yeah, Blissfields. They're from Toronto. Yeah. I just interviewed them last week. That's insane. That is insane. I love that
2: band. No way. Like, in 2019, we'd listen to that record, like, just over and over and over. No way. Then it it disappeared. It went off the face of the earth, and I shit you not, probably about once a month, I would check on, like, Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music to just just see if it, like, exists anywhere. Um, And so I'm super, I was super excited to see that they had (laughs) released, uh, re-released their first song, uh, uh re released their song, uh, Clementine, which is my favorite song from them. Uh, so I was really, Same. really excited. I've been really excited about that. Like you said, renamed to Bliss Fields. I was unaware that they were from Toronto, but
0: yeah, check out last week's episode. They got that, uh, new album coming out soon. I that's literally sick. just interviewed them.
2: <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. That is wild. Uh... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, I've been listening to a lot, um, uh, there 's a new um band from uh Florida called steadfast um and they 're like a straight edge like youth crew band but it's sort it's sort of heavier than that it kind of sounds like brotherhood but like um i don 't know it, it 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 the closest thing I can think of is like it sounds like brotherhood sort of stuff um but it's it 's really cool they released a a demo called willing to give um and um just Self-released it, and uh, I think it's really it's really incredible. Like scratches all the itches for me. Like they say, like proud to be drug free, and like every other song, which is awesome. And then the art is like um, a bunch of hooded moshers with like X's on their fists. So it's like totally up my wheelhouse. Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Fantasy Camp and Fishnark, so getting that Goth Boy Click Misery Club love right there. Um,
1: in a year's time are we going to see that you release a golf boy click project i feel like this is going to be the thing that like we're joking about this now but it's going to come to fruition i
2: i love all that stuff i think it's so i think it's awesome i how where do you guys stand on it let me ask that
0: oh no don't ask me i'm not really i'm not into it i'm not, okay. into, it. I'm not okay. into the the mixing of emo and rap or trap or any of that uh I, I try, I try, man. I listen to it and every time I'm like, oh, this is terrible. So you asked me My, response, I to to, it. I can't my response to
1: that, to not get in trouble is, we're the journalists; we ask the questions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay,
1: okay, okay. No, no, <laughs> no that's not very really defensive. Uh, I don't mind it. I feel like that. there's definitely been moments where I've gone to a festival, like we had this one called Reading in the UK that's, it used to be a lot like, you know, I'd see Slipknot headline back in the day and now it's like baseball yeah. home and there was, funnily enough actually i was with andrew from comeback and we you know uh we went and watched that that young blood guy play there and I, I think it was definitely a it, that was for the first time ever where it clicked of like wow we're becoming the people that are like oh kids these days are like just but I that's like, how it
0: like, makes me feel yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I also feel like i get it as well and i think like mixing genre is always something that it should be celebrated and encouraged more and you know yeah. I, I mean again like Ba- you know, bands like Turnstile Touring with Slow tie and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm hugely into that, you know. I was in LA, LA over uh, Halloween and I've seen bands like Section Hate play with, oh, what are they called? Chief Keith and stuff like that. So yeah. I think like, m- maybe where I stand, I, I'm a fan of mixing genres. It, it's, I, I'm I'm working my way into the, the emo click boy stuff. Slowly yeah. but surely.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm... um. I think Youngblood is horrible. That stuff, that's that's <laughs> awful. Yo. But, but I but I do I I don't know. I have a I have a deep uh, deep appreciation for a lot of the. Okay,
1: I'm just going to put this one into the podcast because I didn't we weren't intentionally watching. I think it was a curiosity, but but I will I'll give them this. Okay. It's, no no no, no. <laughs> it's it's showmanship though. I I will say that that was down to the T, actually because oh, sure. I think you know actually weirdly enough in Atlanta on that tour somebody was like oh, like, who did you go see recently? And I think they were even shocked that we mentioned it, but then we were like, wait, hear me out, showmanship. So, uh, and, and again, I think that that goes separately. You can see a band that sound incredible on record and you see them live and you're like, this is terrible. Yeah,
2: so. yeah no, I mean, when you're an artist at that size, I mean, that guy's ridiculously huge. No, you have to have your, your showmanship down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Other 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 stuff I'm uh, listening to. Um, I've been on a big Beyond kick. Um, um, I like listening to the Lemonheads a lot. Um, as far as newer stuff, uh, I've been loving Military Gun. Um, I really love that Military Gun. Um,
1: One of the best releases of the year, in my opinion.
2: Ridiculously good.
1: Yeah, they're they're so
0: good.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, um I listened to um the record Glass Boys by uh fucked up a ton mm-hmm. on this past tour. I like that record a lot. Um trying to think. Anything else? I'm going through like my recent What are you
0: what are you listening to that you don't want to tell us you're listening to though? <laughs> Anything uh, um, that could be could be a guilty pleasure to yourself or could be considered a guilty pleasure by yeah. others.
2: Um um i don't have too many too many guilty pleasures um i I actually i do have a certain affinity for um a certain amount of contemporary musical theater so i like listening to some of that uh i like listening to some of that stuff on the road that's a lot of fun to listen to
0: didn't see that um, coming okay
1: fun pulls yeah. up because you just hear, like hamilton is being- <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
2: not, not um i'm, I'm like what One of my, um i really like um a lot of stuff by this composer called duncan Sheik, who did spring awakening which is from like almost 15 years ago at this point i really like that play uh, that a lot um next to normal is a really great show that I like a lot um yeah that's 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 the sort of stuff that probably wouldn't is like "Mm, that's didn't expect that that's what um, I asked for actually no I think there's a lot of great stuff there and I think it's like actually listening to that stuff is like it's like a good exercise on like narrative songwriting like how do you how do you tell a story um through a song so I think there's like actually some like a cool value there of like as, like, a songwriting exercise, so. I
1: think an, an extension of that and the way, you, the way that I find you can find out someone's guilty pleasure without them, the awkward, you know, oh, mm. is it cool this is, you're at a wedding, what song gets you on the dance floor?
2: If I was like, wedding, wedding, what song would get me on the dance floor? Oh, I don't know, honestly. What song, um, um, Time After Time, is is pretty great i've discovered it through Napole- napoleon dynamite was like my entrance to that song when i was like a younger kid but i think that song's dope um
0: so glad my mic has a mute <laughs> so i'm not just <laughs> laughing all over the show that's great um, it's a good song for the record <laughs> <laughs> yeah I,
2: I um i don't know i don't know i don't know what, what would pull me on the dance floor
1: would you say that you're you'll secretly a good dancer? You reckon if you're on the dance floor? I or... am um, <laughs> I'm I'm like, really into this rabbit hole.
2: <laughs> I'm like total white guy, like <laughs> dancing guy, like not. I, I am I am I not graceful? I don't know if I would take it there. Is it stylish? No, no. It's like like it's. No one would look at it and go.
1: Yeah. Anyone that obviously is going to be listening to this because there isn't a video to accommodate what we've just witnessed of like Ross from friends trying to dance?
2: Yeah, no it, wait, hey invite me invite me to your wedding and maybe i'll I'll, I'll dance yeah. Listener, listeners out there only if you're singing oh God, you
1: know, I, he can't dance wait unless he is the wedding cover band are we going down this hole now
2: <laughs> that that would be weird like that would be weird
1: that if somebody asked like you play that wedding yeah what's
0: the weirdest thing you've ever played for since we're getting there or like weirdest venue or weirdest show
2: <sighs> it's the big I sigh I don't know I don't know
0: the big sigh for me
2: um I don't Know, like when we first started, we played like our local teen center a lot, and a lot of those shows were really cursed. Um, but shows, sh- cool shows used to happen at our teen center. Have Heart played there, um, a bunch in the early 2000s. I think there's even a flyer of like Youth of Today playing the Darien Teen Center, like in the that's what uh mid 80s. So, but the shows that we were playing were not nearly that cool, it was more like <laughs> high school, um. Talent show vibe or something. I don't know. We've definitely we've played some curse shows. I can't off the dome recall though. I'm
1: surprised the uh the church in Philadelphia isn't up there. I mean, when I got there, I was like, wow, this is the Sesame Street street on a hardcore stage.
2: <laughs> that spot's so cool. We've never gotten to play there. We were supposed to play literally like two days ago with Sea Haven, but the shows got canceled. So I was I was looking forward. I was looking forward to that run of shows literally just to well. I was looking forward to it for a bunch of reasons. I like Sea Haven a lot, but I was really looking forward to playing that room. So I was really bummed when we didn't get to.
1: What's interesting with that room, and I found this out recently because I got lost, which is a tendency I seem to have at venues, which is if you go onto the second floor, the dressing room is actually a chapel.
2: That's interesting. it's It's like actually a church, is it not?
1: Yeah, no. So like, so when we got there, we were like, okay, it'll be a green room and it'll maybe be like guide out or whatever. But there's like the benches, the the mm. little stand that the priest or whatever will talk to, and
2: that's
1: crazy. you so felt kind of cursed about having a bunch of punk bands there and you're all like drinking, or well, from those those of us that you know, that, those of them on sure. the tour that did drink and stuff. And then there's just a giant uh, J Money staring down at you from above. It's a bit
2: so funny, <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs>
1: What was this? Uh, I mean, in, I'm intrigued to know what this this teen center was like, though. It's a very broad.
2: I mean, it, it still exists. It's like it's like a one. It's like imagine like sort of like a VFW hall, something kind of like that. It's a lot smaller, though, um, mm-hmm. just like wooden floor. Um, they have a small stage that you can set up if you want to. Um, there's, like, a small diner connected to it, but it, like, only operates, like, during, like, weird hours and stuff. i thought about maybe, like, wanting to do the Anxious record release there just because I thought it would literally be fucking crazy because probably the most people you could fit in there is, like, maybe 200 people. Um, but we probably won't do it there, but I, I, I think it would be. Like it would be cool if, if someone brought it back as a space. Maybe that's my duty. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you talk about your your local scene not so like renty, but that's a good thing but like you know maybe, maybe that's it
2: yeah yeah i care about my local scene so much i gotta get a venue up on its feet
1: yeah well that's yeah i'm trying to think i probably sound like well it's probably my british people sound quite sarcastic so i didn't mean oh, that sarcastic. No. Way. <laughs> but it's, it's cool though do you yeah. think that there's any venue would be like your dream venue to play obviously i mean we've just spoken about the church but
2: Mm Hmm. Um. Fuck. I don't know what venue it's called. It's where. Um. Literally, I saw a video of. I think it was. Was it Tiger's Jaw Turnover and like was it it, was it Boston Manor? All did those shows together. Or is it? I always get them in Joyce Manor.
0: Joyce Manor. Yeah, I was gonna say.
2: Yeah, Joy. Sorry, Joyce Joyce Manor. Manor they played like some room in LA that was like 4,000 capacity or something. I saw some video of it and I was just literally like my mind was melting, looking at it. Um, so I would love to play there. (coughs) We've been super lucky in that we've gotten to play some like really cool rooms playing the Belasco in LA was really cool. Um, we get to play there again on the knuckle puck tour and I'm super excited for that. Um, Oh, we're getting, we're getting to play Irving Plaza. On that tour as well, which is cool. uh, again a cool. So I, the first punk show I ever went to was was the Misfits or the Misfits, whatever you want to call it, um, in Irving Plaza in 2013, um, and it was my first time experiencing anything like that. So I mean, I think it'll be like really crazy. Like, wow, my like very first time seeing a punk band was like in this room. Now I'm on this stage playing this. So that's a bucket list
0: venue right there
1: sure robin any, you have, uh, anything else to add
0: no nothing on that um no segue at all no connection between the topics but what are you asking <laughs> uh what are you asking santa for this year what am you, i asking
2: santa for this year
0: this will be a december episode so i guess i'll throw it in at the end here
2: <laughs> we we uh um so i i received like maybe two years ago, I received like a small rollout mattress for touring and I never got to use it because it was, I guess it was like two Christmas, like literally like the Christmas right before the world shut down. So I didn't get to, I didn't get ever get to use it. Um, and I brought it out on this past tour we did and it was like so helpful. Like every, like if you get a hotel, it's like, like everybody gets a bed because two people get in one of the beds, two people get in the other bed and then one person gets the rollout. So that was like awesome. But then I left it in Arizona. I literally left it in a hotel room. So I'm going to ask for another one so I can keep enjoying that luxury of tour. Um,
1: <laughs> what's, to- a, what's Christmas like in Connecticut? Because obviously like it differs to different parts. So I'm intrigued to know, you know, what is a perfect Christmas day in Connecticut look like? Uh, I mean, a,
2: per- a perfect day, it snows which is not, you know, outside the realm of possibility. I think it like, maybe last Christmas it snowed. There was snow on the ground. Um, So it's been a very warm December so far. Um, Yeah, no, um, perfect uh, Christmas, it's snowing. Um, I don't know, I'm hanging out at one of my parents' houses, having a good time.
1: Yeah. Is, yeah. is there anything that like is specific to connecticut so like obviously for example in new york or new Year's Eve, the bull drops and stuff like this or in the uk our gravy is brown which isn't something around the rest of the world
2: <laughs> oh. um i don't know if there's something there might be some tradition or something that's connecticut specific i don't think there's if there is there's not something i know it's just it's really pretty it's um I don't know woods and stuff like that. I don't. There's not some specific tradition or something.
0: Is there anything touristy? Like, if I came to Connecticut, was there something that people (laughs) do when they come to visit?
2: Yeah, there's cool stuff in um, Connecticut. Um, I mean, New Haven's um, really cool. The um, what is that? Um, um, Ah, Um, in the Annabelle movies, it's. Starts with a C. That sounds appealing. Um, <laughs> in
1: this horror movie.
2: <laughs> no, in the Conjuring. In the in the Conjuring, the um the couple uh, that that movie is based on their haunted museum, um that was in their house. Um, it's in Connecticut, and it was a museum for a oh, really long time. Um, but it's just closed, and like it had it has the Annabelle doll and everything in it.
0: Um, but uh, so I'm never coming to Connecticut.
2: Like, yeah,
1: it, <laughs> I was about to say this has not sold me in the slightest. Yep, really. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't.
2: I didn't know if y'all are horror buffs or what. But yeah, no, that's that's a thing that I think people come to Connecticut for. Uh, that's cool. Got really good. pity from
1: uh, anxious? You heard it first. Is single-handedly right. destroying the tourism industry of Connecticut.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, Depends, though. Some people are into that. Me personally, people, definitely not. Love, love that. Have um, you ever had
1: a paranormal uh, experience, Grady? Have I? I don't
2: think so. I don't think so. It's probably a good thing. Now I'm now I'm like putting it in the universe. Some ghost or something is gonna come haunt <laughs> me.
1: Ghost um, of uh, a previous emo band, then. <laughs> <laughs> be like, uh-huh.
2: yeah, the yeah, the ghost of Emos, past will come and come and haunt me.
1: I Reckon if you could be visited by like any of those ghosts of like past, future, or presents, which which would you want to be visited by?
2: Like the ghost of the past, the present, or the future?
1: Yeah, which one do you think would intrigue you the most? Not That's hoping not that you now get like haunted or anything. But... <laughs> the,
2: the ghost of the future is, is super scary. I would not want to be visited by him. No way. Agreed. Yeah. Um <coughs> I think it'd be cool to visit your past. It's probably the Ghost of Christmas Past. Pro- yeah, probably. Probably the Ghost of Christmas pra- Past.
1: Yeah, there was a there was a meme that made me laugh with that where it's uh, Scrooge looking out the window going, "You boy, what variant is it?"
2: <laughs> That's funny. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: What variant is it? I, um, I think anyone
1: emails me again, like, where's my record? I'm just going to send that back that meme.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> if I if I don't get it on time, I'm definitely emailing you.
1: And you know what? Me we we're getting as a response. <laughs> I, do.
0: I do now. Uh, this, is <laughs> a, this is a a newer question and then, I'll, and then I'll just ask for shout outs or whatever last words bullshit. Um, take it or leave it because some people take it, some people leave it but if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you can and have no repercussions for it, who would you punch and why?
2: Punch one person in the face.
1: Yeah. I, feel, I feel like for these curveballs, I'm on the firing line here. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I am... Dude, there are definitely people I would love to fucking punch in the face, but... <laughs> It's the sort of thing, once you ask that you'd like...
0: Uh, you just start uh, thinking of uh, them. i <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, mad the whole day.
0: It's like, give me an hour. Let me get back to you. I got some people to weed out here. <laughs> who deserves it the most?
1: Who was the most frustrating, actually? Who do you think was the most overdramatic? On a, to make it less violent, right, and more PG, who was the most annoying to try and put the pu- puzzle together with? I feel like that's a moment where there might have been a flash second of, I might smack this person. <laughs>
2: Um, what do you think? Um, it, it was, you know, it was pretty cohesive. Not, I mean, there was tension at the end, just of a, <laughs> we don't know if we're going to get this done, but there wasn't anybody, like, who sucked to do the puzzle with. Um, Ryan and his girlfriend were really good um, at putting the puzzle together. Um, I wasn't frustrated, but our drummer, Johnny, we learned, was really inept at putting, like, could not put, could not like he was he was really struggling with the putting a puzzle together, and we asked him like when was the last time he literally couldn't even think of like a time that he had put a puzzle together, so I can't either yeah, yeah. so
1: it's a really big tradition in the u k well like family thing to do so in fairness, it's probably been in a few recent years. That's really? not to say that you should send me an anxious puzzle because I will not be able to figure it out
2: you'd <laughs> probably- <laughs> you'd be able to figure it out until you had to do the roof
1: yeah, well, I guess you know that that's the take it or leave it answer i guess no one's getting punched but if we i get i guess the it's like one of those uh one of those oh what's it called it's a question that can't be answered maybe it's one of those like you know you put all of anxious in a room to do a puzzle which one of them's not leaving the room
2: it's probably johnny um yeah i don't know people punch punch in the face i don't know i couldn't i'll have to think about that one
0: too nice of a guy to know off the top of your head, eh? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Fortunately, you <laughs> do not have that many um, frustrations. Would be very, very obvious.
1: You know, <laughs> maybe if we run a bad review, we'll, the re- that request will change. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming for the discovered mag staff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, oh. uh, I guess we'll. I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh you got any last um shout-outs, plugs, causes, anything you'd like to talk about at all? Microphones yours.
2: Um hmm, hmm. People I would like to um shout out. I guess shout out Connecticut, first and foremost. Um, um it's a scene that I really care about passionately and um I think is really special. Listen to uh Wreckage, Almighty Watching, um listen um, to Zipper. I'm trying to think of Connecticut bands. Um, um, shout out wilkes Bear Hardcore. That's my my other um, I don't know second home base, I guess. Um, so uh, shout out wilkes Bear. Um, thank you, um, Robert and Georgia, for letting me talk on here. Uh, thank you, not just a phase um yeah thank you uh shout out run for cover um shout out youngblood records um
1: i'm really hoping you were gonna say youngblood is in the artist then and go back on everything that you said earlier yeah
2: shout out shout out youngblood um (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah no um yeah no i think i think that's it thank you thank you so much for having me thanks for the conversation
0: yeah thank you you so much for coming on and thank you for co-hosting. It's nice to have a with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it I'll take my time to
2: see you from the other side Or oh, how your parents would be horrified To
3: see you healing me